so good to see you. It is so good to see you. It's so good for all of you to be here with us. Oh, you know what would be so awesome is just if everyone listening could actually be with us in, in the room. In my living room right yes. now. Yes. Um, and we could all just cuddle. I, that's, all, that's all we want to do. That's all we want to do. We have been feeling so grateful for our community and for you guys listening and those of you that are coming to create, especially right now. It's just such a call in the world for us to unite with each other and have a safe space to be with each other, express what's going on with our fears, with our hopes, with our doubts, with whatever is going on. It's never felt more important to have family and community. So, man, we're grateful that you guys show up every week. And it's been the first week of this new um, administration, and I think we've all just been in such a state as we've been watching these things occur um, and really feeling the power of brotherhood and sisterhood and how much we feel called to stand up for each other, Mm. right? Like um, that injustice won't happen on our watch. Yeah, absolutely. And it is so incredible to see so many people taking a stand, um, even if seemingly it looks like on the surface it doesn't have to do with them because there's such a knowing that human beings are all one and we are all one community, and what happens to one of us happens to all of us, and it's just not okay. That's right. And I think, you know, especially with what happened with immigration and the ban on Muslims uh, just yesterday and uh, the protests at Terminal 4, um, it's like we have been raised knowing what's on the Statue of Liberty, mm. you know, and saying this is the country that I'm, I feel so grateful to be a part of. Mm-hmm. So when it feels like those things are compromised, um, it's been such a beautiful outpouring. I, I think that like the ACLU raised over, what was it, $10, $10 million, million dollars yesterday. yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to, so to watch how we as a people go, this is what I will stand for. Yes. This is what's important to me. This is what the fire in my belly says. I want this kind of world And and how immediately it's occurring. Yes, it's amazing. I was listening to something from Abraham Hicks this week, and they were talking about um, what story are you telling right now? Is Mm. there a story of disempowerment because someone else seems stronger, someone on the outside of you? Mm -hmm. Well, isn't the power of manifestation, hasn't it always been that same story? That when you truly want to step into your manifestation, you don't look at a power outside of yourself and see it as greater than yourself or more powerful than yourself or having control or uh, dominion over Uh you. What you do is you go inside and you make sure that the story that you want to create and what you believe is stronger. And so it's an amazing amazing thing to see one person or one ideology try to create a change that seems too big for us all to combat in any way, but to see the individual consciousness of morality and value in each of us stand so much stronger than that to say, no, we as a people are stronger and we will take a stand, and we will do everything we can. It's who we are. I mean, when you think back to our forefathers, our country was based 
off of people who said, no, we don't agree. And uh, we, we, will, we will protest, we will fight, we will start the Revolutionary War mm -hmm. because we will not be ruled by a tyrant. And we will be for... And they were talking about religious freedom there. They were talking yes. about the ability to worship as they choose. They were talking about what kind of new world they wanted to create. And isn't that what we're talking about right now? Mm -hmm. Is what is the world that we want to create? What does it look like? And how does it reflect who we really are? Um, and it's interesting, you know, uh, a week ago when we picked our topic, we picked a topic called What to Do When You Want to Bail. <laughs> and at the time, we were, you know, we, we, we talked a little bit like last Sunday of like when you want to bail on romantic relationships, when you want to bail on creative projects, on collaborations, when you want to bail on your family, mm -hmm. when you want to bail on your day job, your day job, coworkers, you know, there's so many times in our life, when you want to bail on yourself, mm -hmm. um, there's so many times in life when it's, it's like we hit a wall. Mm -hmm. We hit a wall and we're like, I got to get out of here. I don't feel good. It's like the hot red flashing lights inside of us is, are going crazy. And in this intensity, we want to change our circumstance, mm. right? And there's like the, the fury that, that happens. And so we started this lecture but coming to it from that angle, and then with everything going on this week, I think what is emerging is another conversation. I agree. And I think it's so fascinating that one of the things that has emerged on the forefront with this presidency is that there is an actual wall that wants to get built. And isn't it fascinating for us to watch and say, that imposes upon freedom to build a wall, literally, figuratively, uh, physically. And it's fascinating when we look in ourselves and we see the walls that come up inside of ourselves, we have to know that those are man-made, mm. that we did not come in with those. And so when we hit the wall and the wall makes us feel like we can't do this, it's too much, it's not enough, we gotta get out of here, we must be designed to do something else, then that's actually the opportunity to say, isn't the wall there to show you how creative you are? Isn't the wall there to show you how much you really love what you're taking a stand for? Isn't the wall really there so you know that you are not the wall and you are not the one who built it and so you can move right past it as if it doesn't even exist? That's exactly right. And, and uh, I was listening to Beckwith uh, today talk uh, at Agape and, and, uh, and he was talking about how something new wants to be born, right? So let's just take, at, you know, as for example, like in a ro romantic relationship, when you hit a wall, when you're like, I can't go forward in this situation, you're getting triggered, all your stuff is coming up, um, you feel like they're annoying you, mm -hmm. you feel like, what am I doing here? Mm -hmm. And Ram Dass, uh, you pulled this beautiful quote about Ram Dass, um, that, said, that basically says, it's a very long quote, so to summarize it, like, Eventually the honeymoon will be over mm -hmm. and you can try changing from one partner to another, but that what our job is to stay in it and keep working with the stuff and to keep opening and keep deepening in it. Mm -hmm. Now, that doesn't mean you can't leave the relationship, but if you allow yourself when you're triggered to, to stay open, to get vulnerable, to go deeper, what it allows is for something new to be born. Yes. So if we take that and we apply it to this situation here, 
something new wants to be born in us as people. Mm. And so this, this wall, this administration, the events that are happening are causing us, if we go inside and go deeper, to birth something new. Because that's what is really the beauty and the grace and the power that is coming out of this situation is the new ideas, the, the people who maybe have never stood for something before, now truly genuinely caring, um, people having things hitting them personally that they never thought would, people truly rising to the occasion. And I think that when we have the conversation about what to do when we want to bail, is the feeling is, I want to bail when it gets too hard. Mm -hmm. And the feeling of bailing is the feeling of retreating. Yeah. I want to go away from the stimulus. Yes. So I think that what we are saying is that there are certain situations, if you're in a situation of abuse, for example, there is, are situations where moving away from the stimulus is actually the most healthy thing. But there are also many situations where we, using that same logic to say the stimulus is hurting me so I have a right to run away from it, but there are actually situations that we are being called to go deeper into the stimulus so that we can break through the stimulus. And it's actually when we do that that the new world we're describing can emerge from. That's right. And that, and that often, especially if you're talking about with your family or coworkers or in a romantic relationship, if you can find the place inside of you that is still, that is deeper than the chaos, we talked a little bit about that week, last week, like um, going deeper than circumstances, mm. circumstances or a person can change when you go within and find that place inside of you where there is silence, right? Where, mm. where there's peace, where there's stillness. And you and I talked a little bit today about this lecture of when you want to bail. One thing that's challenging, because I think for all of us, when we see great injustices, we have this like holy rage that comes up in us. And that holy rage is fantastic because it motivates us. It causes us to want to be in action and to create something new. And that is to be channeled. And one of the things that we want to be aware of is that we don't bail on love, mm. right? That as, 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 you know, Martin Luther King told us that darkness cannot drive out darkness, that, that, that only light, only love can drive out the darkness. Yes. And the whole point of nonviolence um, as practiced by Gandhi and by Martin Luther King is to be the space of a different vibration. Yes. And that is what has toppled tyrants in the past. Yes. So that if we can, each one of us, be conscious that as we feel the outrage, and we will, and as we feel the injustice, and we will, and as we feel called to action, how do we take that and not turn it into um, it's hating someone else? Mm. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You can hate what has occurred, but how do we use the power of our love mm. of each other and mm. have that be the bigger vibration that, that, that takes us into a new world, the world that we want to create? Absolutely. And um, a member of our community actually was in meditation today and sent me um, something that came up for them in meditation. And it said, if fear or violence or hatred is the spark, let love be the flame. Let love be the thing that will burn and transform. And so we don't have to 
combat with the same tools that moved us into the fight. That whatever moved us into the fight, we can see as holy because perhaps this was a fight that we all needed to be in. And perhaps so many of us want to bail on the fight because it feels so hard and so much. And maybe some of us want to feel like, didn't we deal with all of this already? And why is this still happening? And I just want to be happy. And I just want to be with my family. And and that... Um, when we start to understand that, that the universe is our family, that we are all family, that we are all connected, and that we are here to truly love one another, and that it is only when we are being loved to every single one of us, as all the great teachers have taught us, as all the great religious figures have taught us, uh, that we are meant to be and be the embodiment of love wherever we go, whoever we are with, and there is no separation. So how fascinating that the thing that wants to be created through fear, through building walls, through banning people, is just separation. Yes. And when the heart chakra is out of alignment, it is because it is in grief. And grief is us being separate from the things, the people, the ideas, the dreams that we love. It is the separateness that closes our heart. And if we can know that, then we can know that the only thing we need to open our heart is unity, community, and love. And so if in all things, in whatever march, whatever phone call, whatever conversation, whatever opportunity we have to even tell a salesperson or the person making your coffee or leading your spin class, thank you for being loved for me today. Whatever opportunity we have to show up in the world as love to one another, knowing that as I love you, love is returned to me because you are a mirror to me and we are two energies vibrating in the same whole energy, then that is when we the people change the world because we create the world we want to live in. That's right. And it's a world that reflects oneness. So when people think that, like, what can I do? I'm calling my senators, I'm signing the petitions, I'm marching one of the most powerful things that we can do is so before a world of oneness that that is in every action that we take. Mm. So that every person that we look at, every person that we talk to, to throughout our day, as we look at our creative projects, it's, I'm here to create a world that reflects oneness, mm. that we are all in this together, that we are all the same, that we are all equal, and that we're all here to care for each other. And... And by taking on that personal responsibility of in this action, in this, in, this, in this relationship I have, right? So isn't it really interesting? Um, you know, you've heard me talk about my friend Steve Connell, who mm. is a spoken word poet. Mm. He, talked, he had this one poet, poem that he wrote that I loved because he was talking about the world being at war. And he, was say, he, he said how he and his girlfriend made a pact not to fight for 21 days, mm. and they couldn't get through it. Mm. And he goes, how can I ask the world not to be at war if we can't even go 21 days yeah. without, conf- without fighting with each other, yes. right? So conflict, yes, will be inevitable because that is how we grow. Um, but how can we be in life and even in conflict seeing our oneness, seeing mm. Here's a situation where I would like us all to win and all feel good and all feel like part of the whole. Mm. And if that's the world that I want to live in, then right now I create that for myself, Mm. for my friends, for my romantic partners, for my family. Mm. One of my most favorite sort of examples of this, and I've been the most guilty person of this, 
is when you go into a yoga class and there's maybe someone who always puts their mat in the same place and their mat must be in that same place. And if you put your mat too close to their mat, <laughs> uh-huh. like you're going to hear about it. Yes. And it's always such an interesting and fun thing for me to notice, even myself get in that energy, because aren't we all going to yoga to become more whole and meditative? So we walk into a scenario where we say, I know the thing my soul is calling for is to relax. Mm. And then what we do is we walk in and bring our tension and control into that space that is calling for our relaxation. So in a world that is intention and fear, and in a world where we feel we're trying to be dominated and controlled, our job is to walk in and say, what my soul is calling for is something different than that. What my soul is telling me I am here for is for love, for peace, for harmony, to live my dreams, to empower other people to live their dreams, to be such a light in the world that other people feel inspired to do things they never did before. So I get to do that no matter what condition and circumstance you're creating because I am going to come in and put my mat where it belongs. Mm. And so I think that it's just a fun thing to think about whether we are that person who that, you know, the person in the workout stood too close to us or they smelled a little off or whatever and we start to create a separation of me versus them. Yes. In any moment when it's me and you, me and them, me and something else, can I say, how am I them? How am I that? How can I show up as a space of unity everywhere I go? Because I truly believe that if all of us stand to be the space of unity, it will be impossible for a wall, physically, physiologically, spiritually, emotionally, mentally, to ever get constructed. Oh, preach to me, girlfriend. (laughs) Yes, please. Let's just stand for that. Let's just stand for that. And I know that inside of what is going on right now, all of us are feeling that need to create something new. Yeah. And I think that what is important to remember of one of the things that we say create all the time is how is not our job. Yes. Right? So it's okay at this moment if you don't know how you are here to contribute to the solution. Yes. Just know that you are. Yes. That you are part of the solution. That you are part of the new world that is being birthed. That you are here. Oh, Beckwith said this today and it floored me. Beckwith. He said, we didn't come here for an intermission. We came here on a mission. Ooh, right? Beckwith. Beckwith, taking oh. me to church. Oh. Um, and I was like, oh, that's exactly right. And so much of our audience and the people who listen are all these incredibly talented creators that have all of this juicy, yummy inspiration Mm. in them. And so if we can all collectively say, I am part of the answer, I don't need to know how, but I know it's going to come through me, and all I need to do is be receptive and, and say, I am part of the answer. And then how we are being called to be part of the answer will show up in the moment. Yes, absolutely. And one of the things we even pulled for our lecture was Einstein saying... It's not that I'm so smart. I just stayed with the problems longer. Yes. He just knew that within the problem, the solution was there. He just knew it was his job to be in relationship with it and not bail just because it felt hard or just because he didn't know where to go next. Yes. He just knew his only job was just to stay in the conversation. Even if he didn't know what the next word to say was, he could at least stay and listen. He could at least stay and continue the relationship. It's, I love to think of the problem as my guru, mm. right? 
and I'm so I'm sorry I'm such a Beckwith kick today, but he, I guess he's just speaking to my soul. Is I've heard him say this for years that a problem is a pro emblem, right? So there's an emblem of something that we want to incorporate or um, integrate into our lives. There's a solution. There is a new human being that wants to come into our lives. So if a bankruptcy comes or a divorce comes, it's that feeling of, yes, you're exactly what I've been looking for. Mm -hmm. Because inside of this thing that looks like a problem is not only a new uh, solution, it's a catalyst to actually everything I've always wanted to mm -hmm. be. Mm -hmm. And uh, Susan Jeffers, who wrote the book, uh, Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. Love her. Uh, she said, the fear will never go away as long as I continue to grow. <sighs> so if we are not feeling afraid mm -hmm. or feeling, I don't know what's next, then we're living a life that is too small. That's right. And we have been called into this moment in time and in history to be the people that our grandkids and great-grandkids will one day read in the history books of, wow, the world was headed into the darkest place and all the light workers said, not on my watch. Not on my watch. And we will forever change the consciousness of what is possible when we as the collective decide that love wins. I think, I th and I think that's where we end today. That's it. Love, love wins. wins. Thank you guys for listening today. Please come and hang out with us at Create. Uh, we believe we are all creators and we all need a home so that we can feel supported. So come hang out with us so we can help support your dreams and what you want to create and who you are in the world. Uh, we're at the Actors Green Room teaching. If you want to come check us out at theactorsgreenroom.com, you can follow us on Facebook at the Create Community Facebook page. You can come hang out with us on Twitter or Instagram at the Create Play Group. And you know you can listen to our podcast. Listen to our podcast. It's so fun. And next time, come on over to my apartment when we record. Yes. All of you. For all the cuddles that have ever been in the whole world. <laughs> Thank you guys. And know that during this time, we are with you. We are with you. And we want all of your ideas and inspirations. Everything that is coming through you now to create. You have a community that is behind you as you follow that inspiration. One of the things we like to say at Create is, Darkness, I see you, and I acknowledge you. But, but I, I am light, and I am rising. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye-bye. If you want to know about the Create Workshop Series, you can go to www.thecreateseries.com And if you want to know more about us, you can go to kristenhenge.com or natalieroy.com And if you want to come to Create, you can go to The Actors Green Room in New York City um, and it is Sunday nights from 7pm to 9pm and Tuesdays from 11am to 1pm And their website is www.theactorsgreenroom.com and you can buy Create On Demand if you don't live in New York City. Woohoo!